two. He shook himself free of his overcoat and let it drip across the floor of the office to the hook on the far wall. Thanks for taking the trouble, Cowan said. Apologies, Danny. Daniel, Cowan corrected him. Sorry, Dan. Cowan was seated on one of the desks, his feet not quite reaching the floor, exposing a pair of red, paisley-patterned socks above gleaming black leather shoes. He kept polish and brushes in the bottom drawer of his desk. Rebus knew this because he'd opened the drawer one day when Cowan was out of the room, having already checked the two drawers above it. What are you looking for? Elaine Robison had asked. Clues, Rebus had replied. Robison was standing in front of him now, handing him a mug of coffee. How did it go? she asked. It was a funeral, Rebus answered, placing the mug to his lips. If we can get started, Cowan snapped. The grey suit didn't look right on him. Its shoulders seemed overpadded and the lapels too wide. He pushed a hand defiantly through his hair. Rebus and Robison took their seats alongside Peter Bliss, whose breathing sounded laboured even when at rest. But he'd had the same wheeze twenty years ago, and maybe the twenty before that, too. He was just a shade older than Rebus, and had been in the unit longer than any of them. He sat with his hands clasped across his prodigious stomach, as if daring the universe to spring on him something he hadn't seen before. He'd certainly seen plenty like Detective Sergeant Daniel Cowan, and had told Rebus as much on Rebus's first day with the unit. Thinks we're beneath his station. Reckons he's too good, and the bosses know it, and have shunted him here to take him down a peg or three. Prior to retirement, Bliss had reached the rank of Detective Inspector, same as Rebus. Elaine Robison had been a Detective Constable, and blamed the lack of higher achievement on the fact that she'd always put family before career. Quite right too, Rebus had told her, adding, after he'd known her a few more weeks, that his own marriage had lost its fight with the job early on. Robison had only just turned fifty. Her son and daughter had left home, graduated from college and moved south for work. There were framed portraits of them on her desk, alongside other photos showing Robison herself posing at the top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge and seated at the controls of a light aeroplane. She had recently started to dye her hair, not that Rebus saw anything wrong in that. Streaked grey, she would have still looked ten years younger than her age, and might even pass for thirty-five. Same as Cowan. Cowan, he reckoned, had arranged the chairs. They sat in a straight line in front of his desk, so that they all had to look up at him. Wearing those socks for a bet, Danny? Rebus asked from behind the mug. Cowan deflected the comment with a thin smile. Do I hear right, John? You've applied to rejoin. He waited for Rebus to acknowledge the truth of this. The retirement age had been raised, meaning those of Rebus's vintage could reapply. Thing is, Cowan continued, leaning forward a little, they'll come to me for a reference. Where you're going, it won't be a fan letter. You can have my autograph anyway, Rebus assured him. It was hard to tell if Peter Bliss's wheezing had just taken on a different timbre, or whether he was stifling a laugh. Robison looked down into her lap and smiled. Cowan shook his head slowly. Can I remind you all, he said quietly, that this unit is jeopardised, 
and if it closes down, only one of us will be welcomed back into the body of the Kirk. He pointed a finger at his own chest. A result would be nice. A progress of any kind would be nice. They all knew what he was talking about. The Crown Office was setting up a specialist cold case unit for the whole of Scotland. If it scooped up their workload, their jobs would be history. The CCU would have, at its heart, a database of 93 cases dating back to the 1940s, including all the ones from the Lothian and Borders Police Authority. With the CCU up and running, questions were bound to be asked about the usefulness of the smaller Edinburgh team. Money was tight. There were already mutterings that dusting off old unsolves did little but drain cash from current and more urgent inquiries in and around the city.